0: All right, here we are. Hey, you know what? I told you yesterday I'd be here again today. Did you miss me? It's only been 24 hours and I'm back here to haunt your airwaves. Put a little bug of happiness in your ear. Put a little bug of success. Give you some tips to say, dude, I can do that to reach your success at last. Hey, it's Tracy Brinkman here. Welcome to Your Success at Last Tips to Improve Performance. said I'd be back and here I am. So I want to talk to you today about attitude. I, I'm I'm one of those gentlemen that's really blessed with a generally good attitude. People are going, man, you were always happy. Well, I'm not always happy. I mean, I just spend a lot more time happy than sad. Um, I don't overly look at always the positive. Try to keep a little reality in there. Keep yourself in check. But definitely attitude has a direct impact on your success, I mean, no matter how you define success, whether success to you is being a good student, having a profit-generating business, you know, being that businesswoman that runs a, a team, raising a child, making that child to be ready for anything the world has to offer. And God knows, looking at the past couple of years, who knows what it's going to offer tomorrow versus what it's offered in the past, right? So you've got to get them ready. Your attitude whether it's positive or negative, is going to have a direct impact on the quality and the quantity of your success, right? And the success of all those people that you you touch as you go through your life. So I want to help you with how to put your I can'ts to rest. I want you to have a sign up there that says, here lies I can't. R.I.P. Rest in peace. You see, your attitude really is primarily driven by a couple of things. Um, it's driven by your past, your, your present. Well, you know, actually, it, it, it's 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 driven by what you focus on, whether that be your past or your present or, or your future, even more so. I mean, because if you focus on the successes that you've had in the past, be they large or small, Then you're gonna have a more positive outlook uh, towards towards your future, towards your now, towards your past. I mean, if you spend all your time saying, "Man, look all the great work I did! I was a good student. I got A's and B's. I I was known. I was popular with my my circle of friends. People uh, respected me for what it what it is I did. I wasn't great at everything, but there was a couple of things I was pretty gosh darn good at. You feel good about that now." On the flip side, however, if you focus on just what you didn't accomplish, and your future's probably going to be a little clouded by those events and those tasks that you didn't do, or that you didn't do well. Man, I didn't make honor student. I didn't make valedictorian. I wanted that so bad. I was tried out to be the lead role in the drama club. Didn't get that either. I mean, You can certainly see how this can cloud your, your judgment, how it can impair your view of the future. Let me give you a, a small example of such a I-can't-focus attitude, how it comes from our own experience. One of the things I, I, I've been blessed with, I could say, is a, is a gift for drawing. I'm no Picasso, uh, but I can I can throw down with a pencil pretty good. And for a long time, I remember, as I grew up, I could draw almost anything I could see. Birds, tanks, cats, airplanes... Even the human body were some of the topics I really enjoyed drawing. A number of my drawings are um, ladies, um, very, very uh, Olivia-esque, if you know who that artist is. Very that that type of drawing. Ladies standing in just elegant garb, or uh, maybe slightly risque at times, right? However, here's my challenge is, I grew up, and I still am, red-green colorblind. Well, growing up knowing this, knowing that I didn't see the world the same way they saw it, in different colors, and to give you an example, if you're sitting at a traffic light, you see red, yellow, green. I see red, yellow, white. So that kind of gives you an idea of how my eyes see things a little differently. Maybe I need some grass-colored glasses or something like that, but needless to say, this really led me to believe that I really couldn't draw or, or paint in color. I could I, I could draw my heart out with a pencil, and I got really good at creating this shading technique that made it look so real. Well the self-limiting belief about color did follow me well into my 30s. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to bury this I can't do attitude when it comes to color. And I put down my pencil and I picked up A painting kit and a video set, I I found, um, done by Bob Ross. And he did a lot of uh, public broadcast TV episodes, and I caught a few of those, and I thought, you know what? He makes it look so easy. Then I saw the kit for sale at my local craft store, and I went in, and I, I bought it. And about a week later, I had painted my first lakeside sunset scene with wispy clouds and a proud tree line. Now, I have to be honest with you, it was no Picasso. But I still felt that pride that one feels when they overcome an obstacle in their life. Something I felt I couldn't do, I did it. And that's the moment I decided from then on, I'm going to spend some time putting my I can't to death. So I I sat down shortly thereafter, probably a couple of weeks after. Writing all the things I'd ever thought, even for a split second, that I could not do. See, this is the first step of really taking your can'ts down the death row. You know, it's like, dead man walking! I want your I can'ts to be walking down that last green mile. I sat down a weekend, and I wrote for what was probably 40-50 minutes, but it seemed like hours. Because my mind was just dwelling on all these ugly things. However, after I spent all this time, I had emptied my entire brain with all the I can'ts I had ever entertained. Even for a moment, like I said earlier. Things like, uh, I really can't speak in public. I'm not that good. I can't lead a team of Fortune 500 or Fortune 10 uh, people, of employees, I, I certainly can't raise a child alone. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't play drums. I can't do this. I can't do that. One thing after another filled the papers that I was I was writing on. I, I, I felt like I exhausted every single one of my I can't the folks before I stopped. And then I took each of the pieces of paper, folded them neatly in half, walked out on my back deck, ignited my gas grill, pulled the grills off, and started burning each one of my ICANTS one by one. My funeral burial by fire, you could call it. And as I was doing this, I was saying to myself a more positive reinforcement of the things. Like, I can speak in public, just need a little training, right? Go to Toastmasters. I can lead a team of Fortune 500 employees, especially if we have the same goal in mind. I can raise my child of them because you know what? I'm a good father. I can build my own business. I can, I can, I can. One by one, I burned my cant and they melt, met, melted. <laughs> right? It was a piece of paper, Tracy, really. Uh, up in smoke they went. They met their final demise. And I began, like I said, replacing with a more positive outlook. I seriously can tell you, I started standing more proud as I was saying these things. I was really using a ritual to kind of. Put one thing behind me and put something new in front of me. me Bill, I'll give you another story to go with this. I, I learned about a uh, fourth grade uh uh, class, and and their teacher. Uh, his name is Philip Childs. He tells a story of his fourth grade class, and they spent a good portion of their morning writing down their own can'ts, because he wanted them to step out of their negative attitudes about classwork, about life, about everything in general. So they spent the good part of the morning writing down all their I can'ts on their pieces of paper, much like I did. Now, not just the students, the teacher did this as well. So he was leading by example, writing their I, I can's, and they scooped them all up, and they put them in a shoebox. Everyone put them all in a single shoebox. Now, once all the sheets were collected and the shoebox was sealed up, the teacher led the students outside, out into the playground, in the far corner, way back in the back, everyone took out little shovels and started digging a hole in which to place their I can's. and when it was all... Buried and covered up, everyone stood around, got in a circle around him. And the teacher actually had everyone stand, like I said, stand in a circle, holding hands, bow their heads. And he began, yeah, a, a eulogy. We are gathered here today to honor the memory of, I can't. And you see, while he was with us, he touched our lives in so many ways. Some were touched stronger ways than others. And then the teacher went on to speak of the surviving brothers and sisters of I can't who are, I can, I will, and I'm going to right now. She mentioned that while these surviving brothers and sisters were not quite as famous or as strong well not, not yet anyway, as the, their buried sibling sibling goes my tongue tripping over my teeth again. Perhaps one day, with our help, your help included, yes I'm talking to you out there, with our help, I can I will and I'm going to right now will leave a bigger mark on this world than I can't ever could. Then after the eulogy, the teacher and their students celebrated, literally celebrated, a little party, celebrated I can't's passing with a party of cookies and popcorn and juice. And then on the wall, the teacher had made a little headstone that read the words I can't across the top and R.I.P. in the middle. So every time one of the students during the course of that year began slipping and forgot that I can't was dead, and buried way back there in the back of that playground, they would merely point up to the headstone on the wall and remind them to rephrase their statement in a more positive manner. So what I want you to do, is I want you to take time to bury your I can'ts. I don't care how long you think your list is, take time to lay them to rest for good so that you can begin to spin your thread of success and meet your success at last into the fabric of your life. Now. There are not going to be too many times you're ever going to hear me say, I want you to focus on the negative. I don't want you to ever really just focus on the negative. But this is one of those times. The negative is going to be a part of your life forever. And you're going to need to... Keep it real, let's say. But this time I want you to just focus on that negative. And the reason I want you to do that is because I want you to sit down and make your list of I can'ts. All the ones that fill your mind, that pop in and out of your mind, that gnaw at you at times when you're thinking great things and something goes, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Make your list of all the I can'ts that are stealing away the life you want, the life you desire, the life you deserve. Write them one by one until you feel you've listed out all your ICANs. Could be five minutes, could be ten minutes, could be fifteen minutes. And then take that list, I want you to set it aside. And then come back to it to the next day. And the reason want you should wait 24 hours because you may come up with a couple of more. Oh, wow, I totally forgot this. So that way you can capture them all. Carry the list with you. But then the next day, I want you to... Go through some ritual. I don't care whether it's the Viking-style burial by fire or if you follow the more traditional fourth-grade class method of, of burying it literally in a box out in, out in your playground, right, in your backyard, in your front yard. Go to some place. But whatever method you use, I want it to be meaningful to you. Maybe you tear them in a little of shreds and you flush them down the toilet. Whatever it takes, something where you're going to giggle, you're going to laugh, you're going to remember, and you're going to start restating things in a more positive manner. So that you can start standing more proud as I told you I did earlier. And then restate them loudly with pride. I can. I will. I'm going to right now. And even if you need to put little qualifiers in there like I did. Go ahead. Yeah, I can speak in public. I just need a little training. Good. I'm going to go get it. Fine. And then lastly, celebrate the laying to rest of your I can's. Go out and do something special for you. Not your mom, not your dad, not your spouse, not your kids, not your siblings. For you, this is your lane to rest. This is your last green mile of your I can't. Something that will mark this day in your memory. That way, when the ghost of I can't tries to haunt your mind, the next time, you'll be reminded of their demise. You'll be reminded of your ritual bearing of your I can And then you'll hopefully will be able to turn towards the brothers and sisters of I can I will, and I'm going to right now. Until next time, remember, tomorrow we're going to be talking about, what are we going to be talking about? Oh yeah, that's right, the three fundamental tenets of success. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, think successfully and take action.